American Council of Blind Lions, ACBL, is the affiliate that roars, and that's no lion. ACBL holds monthly conference calls and ACB convention events that help people who are blind or visually impaired become more involved in local Lions Clubs. Find out more. Call 502-897-1472 or email lions.acb at gmail.com. The opinions expressed on the ACB Media Network are those of the content providers and should not be viewed as an endorsement of any product or service. Nor does it reflect the views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Hello, ACB community event attendees. I am Rachel Buchanan, joining you for the Vespero Training Series. And alongside, I also have... Hi, I am Liz Whitaker. Liz Whitaker, yeah. Um, we haven't done this together in a while, so I'm pretty excited. We are going to be talking about Outlook. And before we do, Liz, do you want to talk about our upcoming events and such? Yeah, we have several webinars coming up. Really exciting stuff. So we have one hardware webinar and a software webinar each month. Um, most of the time, the hardware webinars are on the second Thursday of the month. And the software webinars are on the third Thursday. We're going to do things a little bit differently this month. So on the third Thursday, we're having our software webinar, which is going to be on navigating web page elements. And we're going to be talking about some of the things you encounter when you're navigating web pages today. All different kinds of things like those expandable and collapsible menus, clickable items, and just a whole lot more. So that's going to take place on Thursday, May 19th at noon Eastern. That's going to be from noon to one Eastern time. And ACB RP credits will be available for that webinar. So if you're a professional who needs those for continuing education credits, you can get them at that webinar. And then on the 26th, we are going to have a hardware webinar on features. You're actually getting the most out of your OCR devices. We're going to be talking about um, using optical character recognition, using those devices, the features, and just really getting the most out of your device. That will also be at noon Eastern, and that'll be a one-hour webinar. Uh, Mike Wood and Michelle Williams will be doing that one, and they do a great job. You definitely want to want to tune in for that. And again, ACV REP credits will be available. You can learn more about both those webinars on our training page at freedomscientific.com forward slash training. Just locate the heading for upcoming events and you'll find a link there that you can go to for our webinars page and you can get registered. And if you have any questions, you can always send an email to training at vespero.com. Then also on the 24th, we have another webinar with the American Printing House for the Blind, APH. And that is on the APH Access Academy page. That's where you're going to go to sign up. So if you go to APH.org or you Google APH Access Academy, you can locate the date for that webinar, which is, again, the 24th. It's a Tuesday. And this webinar is going to be at 11.30 a.m. Eastern. It's an hour and a half. And here we're going to be doing something a little bit different. We're going to be talking about training the trainer, where to start, 
when you're learning or when you're teaching JAWS and when you're learning JAWS. So if you're a trainer, if you if you know an assistive technology instructor or a, a TVI, a teacher who is starting to learn JAWS and who's, who's tasked with teaching their student the JAWS, this is a great place to go to get that information. So we're going to be talking about all our resources we have available for teachers and just where to start and giving you some practical information about that. So again, go to the APH Access Academy page. And, and if you have any questions, send an email to training at Vespero.com. And then also one more thing, we have two events on Clubhouse each week. We have Ask Sharky and we have JAWS Beginners Corner. So in Ask Sharky, Sharky we usually talk about different JAWS features, um, using JAWS with third-party applications. We do some more advanced things. And then Beginners Corner, um, we do a lot of different things like we've talked about Outlook. We've talked about JAWS features there as well. So Ask Sharky typically takes place on either Monday or Tuesday, and the times may vary. We sometimes try to change that up depending on time zones and things. And then Beginner's Corner is on Wednesday. So you can join the JAWS Software F eh, Sorry. JAWS Software F slash T Blind Club. And or you can follow that club and get all the information about those times and get notifications of when they're going to take place. So those are our upcoming events. And 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 listen up because exciting announcement. Liz has just published a blog post that has the complete schedule for all of the events. For May. And so if you want to look at them in Clubhouse, you can. You can join. You can follow the club, JAWS Software, F slash T blind. But you can also go to blog.freedomscientific.com. Highly recommend you subscribe. That way, whenever there's a new blog post, you get an email in your inbox. It's not a lot, maybe a couple times a week, but we do try to choose really meaningful blog topics. So and this one in particular, because you'll have a full schedule and you can plan around your schedule and hopefully be able to attend sessions that interest you. Yeah. So I know just like Liz mentioned some different topics, but also we're going to be talking about Outlook rules and we're also going to do an introduction to Google Drive this month. So May is packed full of different types of training sessions. And don't forget that you can always make, make your own suggestion by sending an email to training at thesparrow.com. So there, Liz mentioned that earlier, we can register you for webinars. We can help get you step-by-step -step instructions if there's a task you need to complete. We can, you know, do our best to answer your questions. And um, yes, we can also take suggestions on training topics that you would like to hear us do in the future. That is typically how we choose what we're going to do next. In yeah, June. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Sorry. No, I was just going to say the blog post does contain the links. So the registration links for those webinars. And we're going to be doing this every month. We're going to start posting a, a blog post that contains our monthly schedule so that you can plan and know what's coming up. Right. And this month, you will see that a lot of Clubhouse events are at 10 a.m. Eastern. Next month, we may change it up, especially if we get feedback from people who really want to attend and that just doesn't work for them. But in addition, in Clubhouse, keep in mind, we do allow replays for all of our rooms. So you can go back and listen. Of course, you can't participate. You can't ask questions. 
but you can go back and listen to the meat of the lesson and get the ideas and the tips that we share. All right, so in June, we have a couple of webinars coming up then too, but mostly I want you to take note of FS Open Line on June 23rd at 8 p.m. Eastern. That is our global Q&A. We're gonna be posting it on Zoom and on Clubhouse. You can join in either place. You're here on Zoom now, and if this is where you feel comfortable, that's totally okay. Just make sure that you check out the blog and get the information. You can also go to freedomscientific.com, just our homepage. And if you pull up the links list and hit the letter F as in Frank, you will eventually just go to the FS Open line link. You can follow that by pressing enter to the FS Open line information page, which will tell you the time, the date, how to join, etc. Also from Clubhouse, you can add it to your calendar. So just a few different options there to make sure you do not miss out on participating. Again, make sure you're following the blog so you can look at the full schedule. And I think that's it. Is there anything else, Liz? No, that's it for upcoming events. For now. I mean, it's quite a bit. So. Yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> it's enough. <laughs> um, so we did this lesson the other day in out. Um, yeah, in Clubhouse, we talked a little bit about using the Outlook task list. I'm going to go back and forth and refer to it between tasks and to-do because um, this also does generate your Outlook to-do list, the different actions that we're going to take. So I am going to go ahead and share my screen. Started screen share. No alerts available. Desktop. Meeting controls. Meeting control. Launch meeting Zoom. Example emails are bought to All right. I presume I'm sharing and you can hear Ava babbling along. Yes. Awesome. Is that too fast? Uh, maybe a little. Maybe. Okie dokie. Alt control windows end. Oh, Freedom Scientific no. blog. New post April 2022. Freedom Scientific student of the month. month that's what I think. Alt control windows end. No, please stop. How embarrassing. Don't I know? Um, I keep switching between laptops and so I have trouble remembering where all my keys are. They're all different. Yeah. Every laptop is different as we all know. Yes. Yes, they are. And this one has a function key plunked in the middle of things and I have to use it to get some of these other keys to work. So. I just have to. Slower. Slower. There we go. All right. So I've created a folder here, and I'm just going to show you how you can flag an item. The keyboard command we'd like to talk about is. TPGI webinars. Develop your PDF accessibility skills next week. Dot, dot, dot. Tuesday. This is the email I'm focused on, and I will use Control-Shift-G. And again, that's Control-Shift-G. Control-Shift-G. Combo box custom. Flagging creates a to-do item that reminds you to follow up. After you follow up, you can mark the to-do item complete. Flagging creates a to-do item that reminds you to... So from here, I am in a dialog where I can down arrow. For your information. And 
I can put different types of labels on this email and, and I can then make it into a task and share it with others. So I could, I could tag it for your information. For example, I'll, I'll press down arrow so you can hear some more of these categories. Forward. No response necessary. Read. This is one boss is always like. No response necessary. <laughs> Read. Reply. Reply to all. Review. So you can put a review tag on there. And those are the different tags that you can tag with. Um, and you can do this for yourself or you can do it. You can share it with others via tasks. And we'll talk about that some more in just a moment. Now that I've chosen the category, I am going to press tab. Start date edit. Thursday, May 5th, 2000. And what's this, what this is doing is these are fields that you will also encounter when you create a new task. So it's allowing you to create a task from this email and add it to your to-do list. I'm going to continue to tab. Date picker. Custom. Due date edit. Thursday, May 5th, 2022. Alt plus D. Ah, it says the due date is today. I will change it to Monday, May 9th so that. Six slash nine slash two two. Plenty of time. Date picker. Reminder checkbox not checked. Alt plus R. I'll press space to check this to make sure there's a reminder. Space. Check. I like reminders. Custom. Reminder date edit. Thursday, June 9th, 2022. Oh, I put six. Remind. Custom. Due. Start date edit. Thursday, May 5th, 2022. Alt. Date picker. Custom. Due date edit. Thursday, June 9th, 2022. Yeah, Alt plus D. a lot of time. How about we go May 9th? Four slash slash four five slash nine slash two two. Butterfingers here. Date picker. Reminder checkbox checked. Custom. Re date picker. I'm just tabbing. Custom. Reminder time edit. 3 p.m. Reminder sound button. Clear flag button. Alt plus E. There's a lot of things here where you can customize the different styles of reminders that you receive. OK button. I am going to press OK. Enter. Example emails. Robotinanetvispero.com. Outlook. List. All right. So that is just one single way to add an email to your to-do list. I'm going to show you another way now. And this is the way I like to use. And it's a lot less precision, but it does get the item quickly onto your to-do list. Pauline Damery. First, let's arrow back down over this other email and see what JAWS speaks to let us know that we've added something to this email. Red flag, TPGI webinars, develop your PDF accessibility skills next week, dot, dot, dot. So there you hear that that item is marked with a red flag. Pauline Damery, dealer announcement tips. All right, so now let's take a look at a different way that we can flag this email. And we're going to talk about this in Outlook. Then we're going to move on and talk about some different apps that sync with Outlook. There's a Microsoft to-do app. I would love to tell you all about that. And then we're going to talk also a little bit about how the different email services all allow you to do this. They just sometimes use a little different terminology. Okay, back to this email. What I'm going to do is flag it. And the way you flag it, if you're not using JAWS, is you can just put your focus on it and press the insert key. Well, that's not going to work for us because we use that insert key for other things. It's our modifier key. It's our JAWS key. So we're going to have to first do a pass through. So I do insert. Oh, ah. Sometimes I just press the wrong keyboard. I am all over it. Here we go. Okay. I am going to press insert three. That's the past key. 
pass through keyboard command, and then I'll press insert. Pass key through. JAWS does not speak anything after I do it, but if I up arrow, Jeff Bezer, and then down arrow again, red flag, Pauline Damery. You can clearly hear that that is now flagged. So, and again, this is the way I first started doing it, and it's really quick. I'm just able to like insert three, insert back, 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 and it automatically flags it and puts it in my to-do list. Now you don't have the precision you do when you do control shift golf G where you can add the, the due dates and some custom items like that, but it does get it on your to-do list pretty quickly. Now let's up arrow one more time. Jeff Bazer, re ACB community event, May 12th. This is where Jeff Bazer and I have been talking about next week's ACB community event. He's going to be talking about how to get people registered for webinars, step-by-step -step instructions on Chrome, and how to get past the CAPTCHA in case that's something you struggle with. One moment real quick. I'm going to have a sip of water. Sorry about that. All right. And so. Red flag. Jeff Our focus is on Jeff's email, and I am going to show you a third way to get items on your to-do list or your task list in Outlook. I'll use Shift F10. Shift F10. Context menu. C. Copy. C. You can also use your applications key if you have one. I don't. And I'm going to down arrow here. Quick print. Key. Reply. All. Reply all. A. Forward. Mark as unread. N. Categorize submenu. Categorize, categorize this item. Categories applied to a conversation will be applied to all current and future items in the come. Follow up submenu. Follow up set a flag to remind you to follow up on this item later. Flagged items appear in the to-do bar. Daily task list and tasks. You. Today. T. So once I got focus on that follow up item, I pressed right arrow to open up additional items. And this will mark the item as a certain priority in your to-do list or your Outlook task list, which we're going to look at in just a moment. You can choose to follow up today, tomorrow, tomorrow, a, this week, w, this week, next week, next N, week, no date, a, or you can put no date on it and it will add it to the bottom of your task list in Outlook. Custom dot 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 C. You also have the option of adding a custom due date. I'm going to no date next week and up arrow to next week because I definitely want to follow up with Jeff and make sure he doesn't need anything for this session. Enter follow up start by Monday, May 9th, 2022 due by Friday, May 13th, 2022. All right. And so since I told Outlook that I wanted to follow up next week, it automatically assigned some dates to this email where um, the day that I assigned it as the start date and the day that I need to follow up as the follow-up date. So let's go ahead and look at our Outlook to-do list now, or our Outlook task list. The way we'll do that is pressing by pressing Control-4. Leaving menus, to-do list, or button at vispero.com. And I'm going to use home. Home, red flag, ACB community event, May 12th, month 5. And this is the only item on my list currently that has a follow-up date. This item that I just marked using the applications key or shift F10 and did an actual follow-up date on. And so this item is going to be at the very top of your list because it has an actual date. I'm going to press down arrow. Red flag, dealer announcement tips and tricks for a more enjoyable OCR experience webinar May 26th. 
This is the second item I marked. And so as you can see, you can go quickly if you have a large inbox full of email and you can flag items that are important to you that you know you need to follow up on. And then they're all congregated here on your Outlook to-do list. Now, let's say you just want to add a task to this because you need oh, to remember to flag. do it. Let's say you don't want to add an item to your to-do list or your task list from your inbox. That is a great way to do it many times because I find that a lot of my tasks come from my inbox. But you can also, from right here within the Outlook tasks, under the section that you got to by pressing Control-4, you can press Control-N. Control-N. Untitled task. Subject edit. Alt plus. And here we have a brand new task. I'm going to call this example task. E-X-A-M-P-L-E space T-A-S-K. Example task task. Start date edit. None. Alt plus T. So I went ahead and hit, hit tab and I'm going to put the start date as 5 slash 5 slash 2 2. Due today. Due date edit. Thursday 5 slash 5 slash 2022. Alt plus B. Let's say this one is going to be due on tomorrow so five slash six slash two two i'm going to continue to tab status edit combo not started it's not started priority edit combo normal and here you can mark the priority of this task whether it's normal high percent complete edit zero percent alt plus c reminder checkbox not checked alt you have different things you can set to remind reminder you. sound button reminder sound. Owner read only edit edit owner read only edit rachel buchanan so I'm the owner of this task because I created it. And you can create these tasks for yourself. Edit. 0 0.60 inches. You can also go up by pressing Alt-H. Upper ribbon. H. And down arrow. Task. Actions. Save. Delete button. Forward button. Send to one note button. Show. Tab. Details button not checked. Alt. Manage task. Assign task button. Alt followed by H. B. You can use this button here. And this is a great one. Enter. Leaving menus. Leaving ribbons. Example task message compatibility mode is you can add people to tasks so that they have information about it even though you are still that task owner well actually if you assign it to someone else you are no longer that task's owner so a task can only have one owner so keep that in mind if you want to share a task with someone after it's saved in your task list then the best way to do that is by forwarding it to them they won't track it, but they'll still be able to get the idea from all of the details that you've added to your task. 0 0.60 inches. I can now shift tab up here and I could set keep an up percent priority edit combo normal. Let's look at some of these options. Percent complete. Keep an updated copy of this task on my task list checkbox checked. Alt plus E. Oh, I don't know that that's always been there, but that is a neat setting because it allows me to assign it to someone. Percent priority status due date edit. Start subject edit. X to edit. I have a two field now and I can add e. Elizabeth Whitaker. Enter. Elizabeth Whitaker. And then just like when you send an email, the way that you go ahead and add this to your list is with Alt S. Alt S. To do list or button at Vispero.com. Home. Example task. Thursday 5 slash 5 slash 2022. None. Friday 5 slash 6 slash 2022. Tasks. So there we go. I did not add very many details to that, but it is now in my task list. So let's say you would like to mark an item complete. You can just delete items from this, but you'll get a message. And let me show you what that message looks like. Red flag, dealer announcement tips. And so if I hit delete on this message, Microsoft Outlook dialog, deleting this item will also delete the email message. Do you want to continue? OK button. 
escape to do list. And you may not want to delete that email message. And so a different way that you can remove items from your task list is by using Shift F10 or Applications key again. Red flag. Develop your red flag. Dealer announcement. There's Shift F10. Context menu. C. Quick print. Reply. Reply. Forward. Mark complete. M. And you can use the letter M to mark this item complete. Enter. Leaving menus. List box. Red flag. Develop your PD. And so now that item is gone from your Outlook task list. So that is a little bit about, let's just check the time. 2.24 p.m. Okay, cool. I wanted to talk a little bit about using the Microsoft To Do app. Before I do, Liz, is there anything else about Outlook tasks that you think I should mention or talk about? Um, I was just going to mention, too, the tasks. So you know, when you assign someone a task, for example, that task that Rachel just assigned to me, you get an email. So I just got an email that said it was a request uh, to accept the task. And I pressed Shift F10 or the applications key on that email. And I can down arrow to accept and press enter. And from there, I should be able to, and I'm going to verify this, go into my task list and you know, that task should then show up and it does. So when someone assigns a task to you, you will get that email. Just do shift F10, go down to uh, accept and press enter. And then that task will be in your task list. Yep. And that is just really handy. And if you have a working relationship where you use Outlook tasks, which we don't currently use them, we, we use other things, but I think it's neat because it does allow you to give a lot of specific information. You can attach files. You can let people know due dates. I mean, it's really neat. But if that's not the system you're using, then it's not the system you're using. But it doesn't mean you can't use that system for your own um, task management. And so that is something that I do is I use it a lot to pull out really important emails that I know I need to respond to ASAP. I use the follow-up feature a lot because I know I need to follow up on certain things within a certain time frame. And in addition, I use an app on my iPhone called Microsoft To Do. And let me tell you, it's a bit of a to-do when you want to get like signed into all these and get everything syncing. So that's my only caveat. It is a bit of a task, but um, every pun intended. Um, once you get it all done, once you're signed into your Microsoft To Do app, and you have it syncing with your, you know, your Microsoft account. The really nice thing is that your to-do list in Outlook is automatically moved over to your phone and you can very easily manage it there. And you manage it with voiceover with the controls like, um, like you would your text message conversation list. You can put the focus on a to-do item and then you can just flick up or down as to mark it complete or to like move it around in the priority list. You can even create multiple to-do lists. If you have a really burning urge to categorize your different to-do items, I don't break it down that much, but I think it could be handy in some situations, especially if you just want to divide like work and personal tasks. That Microsoft to-do app is really handy in letting you subdivide your tasks, mark them complete, and all of this syncs back with your Outlook inbox. So if you're marking items on your Outlook inbox, then they are appearing on your Outlook to-do list, they are syncing with your phone, 
and you are staying up to date with everything you need to do and keeping track of it. So that is how I manage my life. And I think it's, it's a worthy productivity tool if you're interested in investing in it. But that's the thing about all of these productivity tools is you have to use them consistently and you have to invest the time to like set them up. For example, this is a good example of one that might take a couple minutes just to get everything signed in. So that's the Microsoft To Do app. Liz, any comments? The last thing I want to talk about has to do with the different email services and how you can use flagging and labeling emails in different email services to organize your email, whether you're using Gmail or iOS email. So anything before I do that, I'm going to take a drink of water. Um, yeah, I think also when, and you may have mentioned this, sorry if I missed it, when you're on a an item, either a flagged message or an item in your task list, you can access the context menu, that shift of 10 or the applications key. And you can, you know, you have different options there. You can mark it as complete. Um, you know, you, you have some different options there. So as you're working on a task, you know, whether you've started it yet or wherever you are in that process, you know, you can mark that task. And so that when you're finished, you, you get to mark it complete and then it's done. So also one other thing that I really like is, is flagging one of the flagging features in Outlook is the ability to flag something for recipients of an email. So if you're writing an email to someone, so if I'm, if I'm sending you know, Rachel an email about one of her upcoming, let's say there's a webinar that's coming up and I want to send her the registration link to that and say, you know, hey, this is something that we might be interested in attending. And then while I'm in the message, before I send it, I can use that command that Rachel mentioned again, that control shift G as in golf. And the flag message dialog comes up. But this time there's going to be something added to it. When you tab through there, you're going to have an option to check for flag for recipients. And if you check that, then when I send Rachel this email, she'll get the email, but she'll also get that reminder and it'll be on her task list. Task list. I'm making up all kinds of words today. And um, if I choose reminder, within that dialogue, then on that day of that webinar, Rachel's going to get a reminder. I'm going to get a reminder. So it's just a really neat way to you know, have that reminder option or that to-do item if you would like to send that out to recipients. So I just wanted to mention that as well. Totally agree. Absolutely love that. And I love just kind of exploring using the full power of these tools. There's so much and I think that maybe you see these in your other email inboxes. Maybe you use them already. I don't know. I do like to use in the, if you're using the iOS mail app, you can flag emails there. And that does kind of, hold on just one second. <coughs> that will sync with Outlook. So if I flag something, in my iOS inbox using the iOS mail app. I'm usually just flicking up or down and then I double tap when I get to the flag option. Um, you can also do it with the email open if you run your finger along the bottom of the screen to the more button and there will be a button within that menu that allows you to flag an email message. Those will come through in Outlook and everything will sync, but in addition, what you can do that's really nice for organization purposes is you can sort and filter 
your inboxes. So once you have an in inbox open in your iOS mail app, in the lower left-hand corner, there'll be a toggle switch to filter those emails. And you could filter them. I like to filter them by flagged. And so I can see all the ones that I've flagged for response or ones that are flagged and that are to only me or ones that are flagged and that are unread and that are only to me. That way I'm only kind of seeing a very focused sample of the hundreds of emails I get every day. And so it makes it really manageable and um, easy to use. This is also available within Google Mail or uh, Gmail. I don't know why I said Google Mail. But, um, and Liz, you told me this the other day. Do they call it labeling or not? I Do they call it flagging? I don't know if they call it flagging. I know Gmail calls folders labels. So they may uh, have a different term for flagging as well. I'm not sure about that. Right. I'm not sure about that either. But this functionality is available there. It just may be under slightly different terminology. And so I would like to open up the audience and see if you guys have anything you want to ask us. It doesn't necessarily have to be about Outlook and task lists and do items. It can be about anything Freedom Scientific related and we will do our best. You can put your hand up if you'd like with Alt-Y or um, double tap the raise hand button on your phone and let us know what you'd like to talk about. All right, guys. So if you would like to participate to raise your hand on the PC, it is Alt-Y. On the Mac, it is Option-Y. And if you're on a smartphone or a tablet, raise hand. the raise hand button is on the main screen. And if you are on the telephone, star nine, to mute and unmute. On the PC, it is Alt-A. On the Mac, do you will look for the actual unmute button. If you are on a smartphone, I believe it is still on the bottom left on webinar. Actually, I don't remember off the top of my head, but uh, in tablet, it should be in the middle. But you should have a prompt to unmute anyway, so I guess um, you would look for that. And the telephone, I believe you still use your star six. And let's see, we do have a raised hand, and that would be Diane. Scalzi, you are now permitted to talk. Yeah, okay, thank you, uh, Herbie and Liz and Rachel. Uh, my question is, um, does Microsoft charge for these programs or are they part of um, Office 365 or Outlook or something? Yeah, this is all part of Outlook and 365. So using this feature, are you already using Outlook? Yes. Yeah, it's freely, it's freely available. So there's no additional cost and the app the microsoft to do app i am i am like 95 percent sure it's free i'm not positive but i'm almost positive that it's free so you should be able to utilize all of this stuff okay all right thank you yeah thank you and just a curious question rachel because i haven't used this app yet but i am going to for sure and that Microsoft app, I'm assuming you have to sign into your Microsoft 365 account, correct, in order for it to sync? You do, okay. right. So I had to sign into my Vespero account. And right. yeah, so if you have um, Office 365, you would have to sign into that account, whichever Outlook um, service you're using, and it'll guide you through it step by step. Like I said, that's kind of the, the part that's a little bit of a hang up is getting the... Uh, Get every, getting everything signed in. 
We have no more raised hands at this time. All right, no problem. So we can go ahead and talk a bit more about Outlook. There are a few more things that we talked about the other day that we didn't talk about today. Um, let's see. Yeah, like sorting messages? Yeah. Do you want to talk about that for a few minutes? Sure, be happy to. So let's see here. I'm going to, I think I'm going to share my screen, but before I do that, I am going to. All right. I'm gonna... We've got about 24 minutes, Liz, just letting you know. So we can, you, we can leave some more time at the end if, in yeah. case anyone has any questions about what you're sharing about Outlook. Absolutely. All, All right. right. So Thank I'm going to so much. share here. I'm going to sound, share my sound and. Screen share desktop. All right, can you guys hear that? Demo dashy white. Faster, slow, slower. All right. Yep, I I, we're good. So in Outlook, another way to, and, and Rachel, you, you touched on this for sure. Another way to uh, navigate and locate those flagged messages. Now, I, I use the task uh, list a lot as well, but you can also sort. And this is something that Rachel was just talking about in uh, you know, the iOS apps and things like that. And it's a really neat way to find messages quickly. And I'm just going to show you how to do that. So I'm here in a folder that contains several messages. National Federation replied, Matt Ader. And um, if I want to sort here, I'm going to press Alt, V as in Victor, followed by the letter A as in Alpha, and B as in Beta. So Alt V. Alt V upper ribbon. A. A. B. B table arranged by table date button selected. So here it brings me to an arrange by dialog. It says table here. So here we have some options of ways we can arrange our messages. So by default, messages are arranged by date. And you're going to find, for example, like at the top, I go to the top of my inbox when I Go to my email and I open up or open up any folder. I'm at the top and the most recent messages are first and they're arranged by date and they, they go backward from there. So that's by default. Other ways to sort this, I'm going to, you can use your right and left or up and down arrow keys here, but I'm going to use down arrow. So let's say I wanted to change how my messages are arranged in a particular folder. And, and this is, by the way, this is according to whatever folder you're in. So if I'm in this demo folder, it's only going to change the, how the messages are displayed in this folder. It's not going to change it in my inbox and so forth. But I'm going to press down arrow. From button, Alt plus F. Date button selected. So you hear it say date button selected. That's the one that's chosen. From button, Alt plus F. I can sort by who the messages are from. The button, Alt plus T. Who they're to. Categories button, Alt plus E. If I had categories assigned to them, I could sort by categories. Flag status button, Alt plus L. Flag status. So, you know, again, you could sort the messages according to that are in your inbox according to the flag status, and it would uh, arrange, you know, arrange them in that order. And I'll get to that more in just a second. But flag colon start date button, Alt plus G. You can sort by flag date, the start date. Flag colon due date button, Alt plus U. When they're due. Size button, Alt plus S. The size of the email. Subject button, Alt plus J. Subject. Type button, Alt, attachments button. Attachments. That one's a really important one, too. So if you just wanted to navigate through your messages that 
have attachments, say you're looking for a specific attachment from you know, a couple of days ago, you can change the arrangement quickly, choose attachment, and then you can you know, find that attachment that way. And you can always change it back. Account button, alt, importance button, alt plus I. So you notice it's saying keyboard commands after all these. You could use these keyboard commands if you knew them, um, or you can just arrow through these options. Date button selected from button, alt plus F. So if I want to sort, or if I want to, you know, sort according to who the message is from, I can press enter. Enter, leaving menus, leaving ribbons, demo dash e white acre at vispero.com. Now, what happens here is it changes how the messages are arranged. So if I'm on a message, so it said I was on a message from Matt Ader. If I'm on a message from Matt and I sort according to who the messages are from, then it's going to show me Matt's messages first. It's going to place me on that part of my inbox. Wherever Matt's messages are, it's going to bring them all together. Then below that, it's going to go in alphabetical order. So if you go back to the top of your inbox and you know you have messages from someone whose name starts with A, it's going to show you the A's, then the B's and the C's and so forth. So it sorts them in alphabetical order when you're doing uh, you know, either from or to. National replied, Matt so I only have one message here in this folder from Matt. And it uh, looks like I don't actually hit. I'm going to go to my inbox and do this, I think. But I want to go back uh, and change it to date because if I don't do that, if I leave it here on from, then the next time I go to this folder, it's still going to be in that configuration. So I want to go change it back. Alt V. Alt V. Up. A. A. B. B. Table. Arrange by table. Date button. And it puts me on date. So I'm going to press enter. Enter. Leaving menus. And I'm going to go here to my inbox. Control Y. Go to I. Level 1. Inbox. Enter. List box. F. All right. So now if I go back to Alt V. Alt V. Up. A. A. B. B. Table. Arrange. From button. Alt plus F. And I press enter on from. Enter. Leaving menus. Leaving ribbons. Because now I have more messages to work with. So I think I was on a, mer uh, a message from Eric. So I'm going to press down arrow here. Eric Damory. Eric Damory. Eric Damory. And so here I am you know, here in the area where the messages are from Eric. Now, if I were to go, you know, keep going down, I would get to the next letter if, if I had messages from someone whose name started with an F and so forth. So that's kind of how this sort works. Now I'm going to go ahead and change it back, but I want to show you one more thing. How are we doing on time here? Um, 3.42 p.m. Okay. So real quick, do we have any more hands raised? At the moment, we do not. We do not. Okay. Well, if anyone has any questions, stop me at any time here. So I'm going to go back to this area where we can go ahead and change this back to date. Alt V. Alt V. A. A. B. B. Arrangement toolbar. Arrange by button drop down. Press as pop up. And I'm going to press enter on date. Now, enter. Leaving menus. Leave if you don't remember the keyboard commands, by the way, for all this, that's fine. Um, remember that, or keep in mind that you can always do an Alt-Q when you're in an Office application like Outlook, and you'll get a search box, and you could just type in sort. And then you could down arrow, and it's going to give you those options there. It's you know going to give you a, a sort um, result. And when you press Enter on it, it's going to bring you to that place in Outlook where you can sort your messages. So I just wanted to remind you of that. 
All right. So something else you will see. Let me make sure I'm at the top here. There we go. All right. So when you first set up Outlook and you open in your inbox or any folder, you will probably find by default at the top, if you arrow up, it's going to say group by. And I'm going to go ahead and turn this on here because I want to show you what this is. Alt B, upper A, B, table, context menu, leaving menus, show and groups, alt enter, leaving menus, leaving. All right. And I'm going to go over this. So uh, I'll show you how to do it. So if I'm here at the top, if I press up arrow. Group by colon, expanded colon, date colon today. So what it's telling me is that this group is expanded and it's grouping my messages by date. So if I were to change it to from or to or flag or attachment or anything, it would tell me that it is grouping my message according to whatever I have it set to. While that is extremely helpful, and this is a personal preference thing right here. So I'm not, you know, certainly not recommending that you change this. I'm just letting you know in case you encounter this. So here we are uh, grouped by date. Now, if I accidentally press the left arrow key here, collapse colon, group by colon, collapse colon, date colon today, it collapses that group. And now if I were to down arrow, Steven, it's going to show me a different message because it's going to show me from yesterday. It's not going to show me from today. So I don't want it to do that. I might miss some messages that way. So I can avoid that. I'm going to go up here and hit. I'm going to hit up arrow and I'm going to press right arrow to expand this. Expanded colon. And all right. So potentially, if you accidentally collapse those groups, you could miss messages. Um, and I've actually had that happen before where I'm trying to find a message and I can't find it. The way that I like to keep that from happening is to go into the settings here and tell it to not show the messages in groups. And the way to do that, or the way that I'll show you how to do it, Let's go back to this uh, arrange by table because we're going to tab once past it. So I'm going to press Alt V A B. Alt V upper ribbon A B table arrange by table. And this is on the view tab of the ribbon, by the way. So now it said arrange by table. We don't need that right now. So I'm going to press Tab. Context menu leaving menus show and groups checked. Alt followed by V A B W. And of course there is a keyboard command for that. It's Alt. V-A-B-W, but you know, if, if you guys ever use these ribbon commands, they can get quite lengthy. So it said show in groups is checked and I can uncheck that. You can check it or uncheck it by pressing enter. And I'm going to uncheck it by pressing enter. Enter, leaving menus, leaving ribbons, inbox. All right. So I'm back in my inbox. And I'm here on the top message. I'll press up arrow and I don't, I don't hear anything except that chime. So now I won't accidentally uh, collapse a group and not see some messages that I have here in my inbox. Now, you'll see this in all of the folders in Outlook and you have to change it. If you if you want to change it, um, you I, there could be a way to change this for all folders, but if there is, I've not found it. If anyone knows of a way, please feel free to, to tell me how to do that. But you change it for each folder that you're in here in Outlook. All right, so that is just a little bit of information about how to sort messages and how to navigate there and how to collect or how to change that group setting. That is great. Thank you so much. And I do not like that group setting either. And I have some of my inbox. So I have 
a few different emails set up in Outlook, and um, I can switch between my inboxes. But I noticed as you were talking about this that some of them have it turned it on, some of them have it turned off, and so it's great to know that I I need to be kind of intentional and shut that off. So that was a great um, addendum to how to arrange your messages and. Again, guys, please make sure that you're subscribed to the blog at blog.freedomscientific.com. We have so many events. We appreciate your attendance and participation so much. And um, just getting to hear your names and your familiar names who come to our events on Zoom or come on Clubhouse, we really appreciate it. Um, Love it when you can bring us your questions and we can be helpful. And of course, you can also ask us at training at vespero.com. That is the email where you can get your questions answered as well as make suggestions. And just another reminder that our hardware webinar this month will be on May 26th. It's usually on the second Thursday. This month it is on May 26th and it is going to be all about... Uh, Liz, something about OCR. OC. Yeah, getting the most out of your OCR. There we go. Screen share. Getting the most out of your OCR device. Yep. And then we also have a software webinar on the third Thursday. So join us for that. That'll be the 19th at noon Eastern. And we'll be talking about navigating modern web pages. Lots of great content that we're going to dig into for that one. So if you have already done Surf's Up, you know all about the basics of web browsing and you are ready to level up and hear some more info about all kinds of topics about navigating the web. We're going to try to touch on several different things. Then please join us. Make sure you're registered. If you're unclear on how to get registered for a webinar, make sure you join Jeff Baser right here next week at 3 p.m. Eastern because he's going to be going through step by step on Chrome, I believe. And he's going to make sure everyone knows how to get registered, get through the CAPTCHA so that you don't miss our webinars. And we have about 10 minutes left. And I just wanted to see if there are any hands. And if not, we can chat about a few more things. There are currently no raised hands. All right. Well. One other thing I wanted to mention, Uh too. I take that back. Um, Somebody just raised their hand. All right. Okay, so area code 650, ending in 115. Um, You are unable to talk now. Am I able to talk? You are. are. Hello, yes. This is Roger Peterson from Mountain View, California. All right. I'm a relatively new user of most things, even though I'm very old. but I, I just came across something that pertains to this peril, and I think you can answer it quickly. Sometimes when I turn my computer on, there's a, an article, appears to be a podcast that's already there waiting for me. And it seems to come from Ms. Perrow. What is the, these are, seem to be called uh, FS casts, is that right? And are they podcasts or what? And I when I close it, it disappears. I don't know if I can ever find it again. You know what I'm talking about? Yes, we do. Liz, yes. you want to go? Sure. So, yeah, FSCast is a, we have two podcasts here at 
Vespera, we have FS Cast, which is uh, done by Glenn Gordon. And um, he does a lot of really great interviews. You'll get a lot of really good information from people who are working in all different kinds of industries. He also talks about a lot of JAWS related things. And that is what you see popping up there. And then we yeah, also the last have. One was 214, and it had, uh-huh. had in it somebody I know. So oh, it was very... great. <laughs> Yeah, those well, are we can really help you find those for sure. And sure. that's a kind of that's a good example, Roger. If you can send an email to training at vespero.com, then we can yeah. send you the link to that podcast where you could either read the transcript or you could listen. Uh-huh. So okay. that's um and we can that's... show you the website where you can access that. Also, yeah. if you go to freedomscientific.com there's a link that take you straight to the FS cast webpage there. Okay. Yeah. You can That's even good. listen I to previous was, ones. Was a simple answer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, there's a lot of good ones. Glenn's a great interviewer. So he is. Yeah. These yes. were, these were very good. And uh, especially the one about the, uh, the guide dog glee club. Did you get that? Oh yes. yes. Yeah. I did hear that one. That's yes. cool. I know I mean, that lady, he's... Veronica. Oh, yeah, okay. and that one was a good one. Nice. Um, yeah. But he's interviewed, you know, blind marine biologists and Supreme Court reporters, and it's really interesting. Yeah, and yeah, it's yeah. it's fun to go back and listen to the previous ones, too. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's, that's excellent. Thank you. Thank you, yeah. Roger. Yeah. All you. right. You do have uh, one more raised hand, oh. and that would be, Debbie, you are allowed to talk. Okay, thank you. Um, thanks for all that great information. One one little um, crazy question on your on your Outlook email list. How what is the command to know how many emails you have? Insert page down. Uh, let's see. Oh, okay, let's see. Let's see. Mine's right. not working for me, but usually it'll tell you how many. It used to do that. It used to tell me, yeah. but I've got a new computer and it's not telling me now. Okay. What's it telling you? Because I'm getting. It's not saying oh, anything. No. It's, it says oh, it's the not. group thing up at the top. It says that line that you just played on yours. Right. But then it doesn't tell me how many emails. And you said insert page down. Yeah. And for, I think I've got something, something going on in mine though. It's not currently not working, but usually that works for me. It'll tell me how many, you know, and they'll tell me if I'm connected to our network and things like that. Okay. Um, Rachel, did you, did, is there, did you know of another commander? Uh, I'm looking right now. I thought I, there may be another one as well. I feel like I know how to do this. Just give me one second. Um, we're going to run out of time. We're on a, uh, Yeah, and you can. So the way I would do it is, I'm sorry, I didn't mean. No, go ahead. You have like a status bar at the bottom. Yep. So you can press F6, and yeah, and it'll take you that status bar. And once you're there, you can press Shift F10, and you can choose different things you can see on there. Like if you do this in Word, you can choose like word count, but it'll show you there. You can choose like unread items, items in view, items in folder. And so that way, at any time, you can press F6, 
and then left and right arrow, and Jaws will read you whatever's on the status bar, whatever you add to it. Okay. Right. Now, and that's you, a, you said F6, and it was there another, another keystroke? Yeah, so that? once you're on the status bar, if you want to look at items you can add to it, you can hit, like, the Applications key or the Shift F10 to look at the context menu. Okay. Yeah, and you'll have to hit F6 a couple of times, maybe. Um, okay. But, you know, you can you can get there. And that is, it's the same information that Insert Page Down may read as well. Um, okay. But, yeah, so just press F6 a few times, and it'll cycle you between your status bar, between your ribbon, between a few other places there and back to your inbox. Yeah, and that's a good question. Like, that's one I feel like we need to write up or something because we haven't really talked that much about the Outlook status bar. We talk about it a lot in Word. Right. But there's actually some things there that I've never even... We only have like a minute left, but let me just tell you because I thought it was interesting. So these are the things that can appear on your Outlook status bar. Quota information, items in view, header items in view, unread items in view. So I'm, I'm assuming that means by view, they're meaning like all the items that are in that focus that folder. inbox, yeah. that folder, yeah. Unseen items, reminders, group notifications, view shortcuts, and, and some stuff about the Zoom slider. But I mean, there's quite a few different items there that you could add to your status bar and possibly utilize. And thanks everybody for joining us and talking about Outlook. And um, we hope that we see your lovely names pop up on our attendees at some other of our events. And don't forget this, to join next week. Yeah, don't forget to join next week. Absolutely. Jeff Larry. Laser. Is there anything else we're forgetting? No, I don't think so. We're about to hand it I over think, to you. So. Yeah. Back next week for Jeff Bazer. Everybody come in and heckle him. He'll love it. Yeah, he's got, he the, he's got a great voice too. Yeah. So you'll be in like radio host heaven here. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so, yep, that's so you can get walked step by step through how to register for one of our Zoom webinars. Thanks, ladies. All right. Thanks, thank Larry. you. You bet. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.